This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Berunias. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. You always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. Today we are continuing our series with meeting with the parts of us that's been rejected. And we've been looking at emotions, our survival states, our protectors. We've been looking at our needs and wants and how we've been rejecting them. And today we are diving into the rejection of our physical bodies, understanding how that occurs and the consequences of that. Because what I see is there are more obvious ways that we do this, self-hatred, Thoughts that occur when you look in the mirror or when you look at certain parts of your body or a disconnection from it completely because there is a discontent or hatred towards it. But there are also much more subtle ways that we reject our bodies. It's often coming from the mind trying to control the body. So there we've created a hierarchy where the mind is on top. And since most of us are running a fear-based program, that control is coming from fear. You need to do this or else. You need to eat this or else. We'll get sick, we'll um, be overweight, we'll, won't look good, whatever it is. When you're caring for your body out of fear, it is a rejection of its needs and a rejection of pleasure, a rejection of things that feel good. And that's what we're going to explore today. If you're completely new to the levels of the series that I've been doing during July and you're jumping into this episode, no worries. You can start here and then maybe you want to circle back to the first one that I did, episode 102, to get the bigger picture of what we're looking at here. And initially my plan was to do four episodes during July, but I've been receiving so many good questions and I think there's a lot more to cover here. So I decided to add two more episodes. So today we'll be talking about the physical body and in the next episode we'll go into kind of summarizing this and looking at, okay, three ways of loving yourself better. So what are the steps then to to learn to meet yourself with love? Because by now, by the end of the series, you you've hopefully realized that rejecting any parts of you, whether they are emotions or your physical body or anything going on in your unconscious, your protector parts, the reactions that shows up inside of you, it's not the way towards change. So if you're looking for inner change and shifting your experience of life and yourself and shifting some of these most persistent patterns that might have been with you for your whole life, and that you might have had a sense like it's ruining your relationships or putting a stop in your career or the things that you want and the life that you want to live, then my invitation for you is like, look here. Look where and how to prepare the soil for change. Because if you're stuck in rejection of these parts, they will also reject, reject change. Because they're not understood, they're not felt, they're not heard. And when you shift that, when you change that, you've opened up the space 
for a real long-lasting shift in old patterns. So often clients come to me and like, I've done so much work, I've done read all the books, and this is the key that is missing. They're still identified with a part of them rejecting another part. And something that I saw in my longer program being me, which is a seven-month program where we really go into activating the you, reconnect you with the you and your wantings and your desires and finding that new compass underneath all the old layers of conditioning. Because if you're not them, if you're not your automated protection mechanism, who are you? It's like building that new house when that old house is crumbling and falling away. Who am I? What kind of life do I want to build for myself? So I just love running that program. And in there, I've been receiving this feedback of like, what was most important for you? And the thing that comes up almost most often is I've learned to welcome all parts of myself. And this have meant the world for me. Like this have made such a huge difference that I'm now welcoming all experiences inside of me. So that's why I wanted to break this out and make this series and especially making the workshop that we're doing now in August where you get to experience this piece and you'll get to experience it in different ways. Yes, we'll be doing practices, very hands-off, very non-fluffy, but you'll get very clear steps on like how to meet with emotions, how to meet with your survival state, how to meet with... Um, your physical body. So we'll go through all these different, because there are some variations in there, right? There are different needs for all this. So how can you love all of them better? Very tangible steps on how to do that. But what's more, and maybe even deeper, you'll get connected with a consciousness that is loving so that you don't feel like I have to put on this mask of loving everything when I don't but learning how to shift out of identification with that part and actually connect with the consciousness, with the transmission that is loving. And the really best way to do this is to be in an environment, right, where that transmission is very tangible. And that's what I do in all my teaching, in all my coaching, meeting myself from there and meeting everyone coming on from there. And of course, I'll come up against my edges, right? <laughs> and I get to expand and see oh, where there's more loving to do. So this is very much something that I live. It's not just a theory, a practice somewhere that, you know, we've read about. But this is something that I go deeper into embodiment of every day. And I want to invite you into that consciousness in this workshop. So... If you want to practice what we've been exploring in this series together, come join me in the Love Also This workshop. It's happening on August 10 and August 13. And if you can't be there live, just get it and watch the recordings. You can still ask me questions and I can bring them up live. Um, and I'll be in there answering questions in, in, as posts and as comments in our community as well. And... After the 13th, the price for this workshop will go up. So even if you don't have the time for it now and just like put it on hold for a month later, do that. 
<laughs> you can just get it for the lower price and watch it later when it's the right time for you. And remember that you can invite up to two friends to this, which cuts cuts the cost, um, yeah, by a third. So if you want to get it for as low as $22, you can split the cost with a friend. Or you can invite two friends and it's on you, however you want to do that. I also want to mention what will be happening after that in September and in this fall. In September, I'm doing something for the first time that I'm so excited about. I've broken down the pillars of the embodied self-mastery work, and I'm doing like a, a deep introduction to the embodied self-mastery work. So maybe you do the levels of this workshop and you realize, oh, like this is exactly what I've been missing, the piece that I've been missing and what I want to focus on. But I also see that there are some skills here that I need to practice. Then the September month is perfect for you to just like put focused attention for several weeks on building those skills. So we'll be going through how to unidentify, how to feel your emotions without believing the stories and really going in there and connect with them. We'll be going into like how to meet all the parts with you and practice that together. And I'll teach you how to recognize and understand your survival state so that you know how to shift it, shift out of it and meet the needs underneath of feeling safe. Because this is a major key to make inner change. If you're trying to do it from the survival state, yeah, you're in a completely different part of your brain and your whole system is just focused on survival, not healing, not thriving, not expansion. So this is an important piece. And so this is what we'll be moving through, a th one theme for each week. And then I'll also give you a good nourishing background on the protector parts and the exiles to really understand them better and look at your inner world from this perspective, which really opens the door to understand them so that can start to shift and change. So that will be happening in September. In October, we're going to the Power Journey in Teotihuacan, Mexico. There are still some spots left. They've been filling up quickly, but we have spots left. Go grab one if you want to come do this work in person one week together with me and Gary Van Warmerdam. It's going to be an amazing journey. I've been coming there for now for eight years and um, keep coming back. And it's a very expansive place with a lot of power and you're supported in making shifts that might have taken you months or years to do on your own. And after that, the Being Me program will start. So already now there are people joining from the waitlist and alumni that are doing it again. And you will be able to join Being Me also after the levels of this workshop. If you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to invest in myself for a longer period of time and really finally see the changes to these patterns. Then you can jump in already then. But the main program will start in November. And the intermonth then in September is included. So you can decide to jump into the full program and get the intermonth um, with that. So those are some things that are happening so that you know. And now let's look at 
the ways we were rejecting our physical body and the consequence of that. As I mentioned, the rejection of our physical body can be very obvious. We can have a loud inner voice of self-rejection, of self-hatred. When we look in the mirror or even think about a part of our body, like what thoughts, what message shows up. So my invitation to you right now is to feel into that a bit. Is there a part of your body that you are openly, kind of loudly rejecting? That you have a part of you that is openly, loudly rejecting? Because that's how we're going to break it down, right? It's not that you are rejecting this part of your body, but a part of you is. (laughs) And we're going to understand that part better because that's the key to unlocking and changing this hatred, this rejection towards your body. So some reasons that we direct self-hatred or hatred towards parts of our body is because how they look, right? We have an idea or this part of our mind has an idea that it should be looking differently compared to beauty standards, compared to how a successful, uh, good-looking person looks like, which is obviously coming from society norms and uh, beauty standards or whatever it is that you've been exposed to growing up. It might also come from experiences where you've heard other people tell you, criticizing this part of you, and created a wound from there. Like, okay, there's something wrong with this part of me and what it looks like, and therefore I don't like it either. I need to reject this part of me. But rejection towards our body can also be because we have we experience issues with a part of our body. Like we have pain in our neck or, or an injury, an old injury in our foot, which is kind of causing us trouble. So a part of our mind has concluded that this part of our body is just causing problems for us. So, ergo, we don't like it. It's the one causing problems. Instead of seeing the pain or the discomfort as a need that wants to be met, as, a, as an invitation to take better care of this part of your body, we see it as the obstacle. Like, why do I always have this headache? Or my belly, like my digestion is always effed up. Like, what's going on there? So we start to reject this part of our body as something that is causing us problems. Like, if this wasn't here, I would be so happy. I would be able to be so strong or so alive or I feel, would feel so much better about myself. So, again, take a moment now that you have some more background. Is there a part of your body that you've been treating with rejection? This shouldn't be here. It shouldn't look like this. I hate you. Why are you like this? So you see that that rejection can span from anything between, you know, pure hatred and wanting it to go away to more like, we need to change you. We need to do something about you. We need to fix you. But that fixing is coming from fear. Underlying it is a fear because if we don't fix it, my life will end up like this. I'll end up alone and no one will love me. 
I will be broken and ill my whole life. So it's coming from fear. What's the opposite? Does this mean that we should be just okay and fine with um, if our body's in pain all the time and just, you know, love that? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, the difference is like caring for your body and wanting to fix it, meaning heal it. If it's coming from love, it's because you want your body to feel better. You're like, ah. I feel you. I hear that signal of pain, of discomfort. You're telling me that there's something that is not entirely right here. How can I help and support you in feeling better? But it doesn't mean that my life is ruined and no one will ever love me, that I have this going on in my body. It just means that it's here signaling to me that something wants to be better taken care of. So... Trying to fix your body from fear versus care and love are two very different things. Another common way that we're rejecting our physical body is starving it in different ways. That can definitely be through dieting and food or like not eating at all. But if you dive a little deeper you'll find that starving it can happen in many ways. It can also be feeding it things that there's no nutrition in. So it might be that the body feels overweight, but you're actually low on nutrition. So that is starving it from what it needs. Starving it from water, nutrition, vitamins, whatever it is. Another way of starving the body that I see a lot is in this face in society and in our culture that we're in of like kind of disciplining the body a lot like go out exercising this many times a week and um, eat this and do this that I tell you to do feel this way that I tell you to feel like with our mind we are starving our bodies from pleasurable enjoying experiences we go to have a massage and we say, yeah, massage my, my lower back because I have so much pain in there. Fix my pain. But it's seldom that we go get a massage because it feels so good and that we ask them to massage our bodies in the place that feels good. We're so focused on the pain and fixing the pain that we forget about the pleasure and the play and the movement that can be had. So how are you starving your body? What are ways you're starving your body? When you're working hard and disciplining it, like what are things that are lost in that, forgotten? Because while you go to the gym and really like get disciplined about exercising your body, which can be incredibly helpful, but is it also balanced with play and having fun and that everything doesn't have to be so serious? Or are you just going from eight hours by the office table and then one hour to exercise your body because an article said so? Or are you actually in your body and feeling what it wants right now? Aliveness play. <laughs> it loves movement. When you're connected with your body, you will feel that it wants to move. But it doesn't have to be disciplined to do that. 
There's so many ways to nourish it with movement that doesn't have to come from a schedule or, mm, yeah, a planned effort. So those ways of starving your body often comes from a disconnection with, with the body. Because if you were to feel it and be embodied, meaning resting with your attention in your body, feeling yourself, there wouldn't be a lot of need to plan from the mind of what the body needs and what you should be eating or not, or falling into addictions of overeating something or of alcohol or, or, or nicotine or whatever it is, or sex to use sex as an addiction, to have that release or have that need for attention and love met in that way. Being in your body, feeling yourself, will shift that whole experience. Now you're not running from what you're feeling, right? Like we covered in the rejecting your emotions episode. But instead you can be there and feel all of it. And a reason we disconnect with our bodies, right, is, is because of that. Because we've grown afraid of what we're feeling or what's in there. You go in there and you feel pain. Oh, shit. That wasn't a good experience. Let's think about something else instead. So again and again, we learn to, to direct our attention away from what's uncomfortable and from what we're feeling. And this is often the big reason that we start disconnecting with our bodies, which means disconnecting from our feminine, from our yin. And we go all up in our heads, in awareness, and, you know, different levels of awareness. Otherwise, you're just in a program running you, or either you're just in a program running you up in your mind, or you start growing that awareness and move into a much more mature masculine, a mature yang, right? But how's your relationship with your feminine, with feeling, with being in your body, with experiencing yourself that way? And are you so afraid of what you're going to find and experience in your body with your emotions, with physical sensations, that you don't want to go there? Can you see that this is the fear of the feminine? This is the fear of the feminine being expressed, being embodied in your body, in your inner world. And to shift that and to change that narrative about the feminine being just out of control and needy and exploding out everywhere in emotional just chaos, you need to get to know her. You need to build a safe environment inside of your body where it's safe to feel also the physical sensations, also to meet with the parts of your body that a part of your mind doesn't like, that they're rejecting. And actually be there and sit with all of that discomfort and all of that fear of being rejected because your body looks that way and to meet with it. This is when you start to build a safe inner environment to feel. And that's when you can really go into your feminine because that is the key to feeling alive. When you disconnect from that, you also disconnect from aliveness, joy, pleasure, all of it, the whole spectrum of life itself. 
So in that sense, your physical body is a symbol for your feminine. And if you've disconnected from it, you've partly disconnected from your feminine. But we don't have to use these words to understand this rejection of your physical body. If it's helpful for you, great. If it gives you insights, great. But if it doesn't, then just leave it for now. Because a maybe much more easier way to understand like why we start to reject certain parts of our body. I've already touched on it. Like, okay, there's pain there. I don't know how to be with pain. And therefore I'll look somewhere else. I'll disconnect with everything that's uncomfortable. But one major, major reason that I see that we start to reject our bodies, and this is usually a huge powerful insight when we can start seeing this pattern. I've seen it in many of my clients. It opened a big door inside of me when I realized this. The most common reason that we start to reject our bodies is because we've formed a belief and we made that part of our body or our whole body the reason to why we're not loved, why we're not lovable, while we're not enough. And the extension of that, this is the reason why we're not happy. This part of my body or, or me looking this way is the reason I'm not happy, the reason I'm not loved, the reason I'm not worthy of love. And this belief is often again, right, formed because of messages we get from media, society, something someone told us, we were rejected or broken up with, and maybe someone said something mean or stupid when we were young or kids, or we get picked at for a certain feature in our face or in our bodies, right? got bullied, and now we've formed that belief unconsciously and consciously, maybe. Okay, this is the reason. The way my nose looks is the reason. I'll never be beautiful, which means I'll never be happy. I'll never be loved. I'll never be accepted. I'll never be successful. Or, you know, my height. (laughs) the way my boobs look or my penis looks, the shape of my belly, my eyes, whatever it is. This is the reason to why I'm not loved, why I'm not happy. So can you see the deeper layer we're getting into here? We're really getting into a core wound. I'm not lovable and it's because of this feature in my physical body. And therefore, it is the problem. And now, I hate you. A protector part in you that is trying to get that love is hating that part. Is saying, this shouldn't be here, it shouldn't look like this, this is the whole problem. If only this changed. And as you are repeating this message inside of you again and again, you're, of course, keeping the pattern, the wound in place. Because now the bully is not outside of you, it's inside of you. 
it keeps saying, this part of your body, there's a problem with it. It's ugly. It's, it's the reason you're not loved. And now that wound keeps being open all the time. You keep feeling that pain. I'm not lovable. No one will like me. So to summarize that piece, a big reason why we start rejecting parts of our body is because we have started to believe we've made it, that part of the body, the reason that we're not loved, that we're not happy. But if you start taking that apart, it's coming from a pretty immature place, right? It's looking at physical attraction or beauty as the solution to human connection. And it's just not how it works. Yes, physical attraction or beauty can be part of, you know, forming, starting a connection with some someone, but it doesn't have to be, right? And the glue in any relationship or in any romantic relationship or even friendship, like that goes deeper than just surface level, is emotional connection, not physical connection. Physical connection can be used for emotional connection, but emotional connection is really what is building that, what we call like, I'm connected with you. I feel connection with you. That happens because we form an emotional connection. We start to have feelings for the other person. So physical attraction where your body's hormones and chemicals just react to, whew, what they look like and what they smell like and all of this. That's one piece. It's not the whole piece and it's not the foundation to build, like not the only foundation to build a relationship on. It will be a more surface level relationship where you probably won't feel completely seen and understood and connected with. So can you see that this belief was often formed early in our lives, when we were kids or teenagers, that because of this part of me and what it looks, I won't be loved, I won't be happy. It's coming from an immature version of yourself that doesn't know anything about love or human connection. And it's kept us frozen in time, putting way more significance to attractiveness or beauty standards as a means to form connection with others than, you know, what the truth is. And, of course, I mean, it makes so much sense that we would look at the world from the outside as kids and kind of see it that way. Oh, that girl is pretty and that boy is strong or whatever it was. And think that the world works like that. Because we're young, our, our brains are not evolved, our emotional body is not evolved yet. So we just, our unconscious will make that conclusion without knowing, without having the bigger picture. So I'm saying this to give you a different context for how this belief was created and kind of start not to reject the belief itself, right? And say, oh, it's so stupid, it's so childish, but to give it a different context to understand it in and say, ah, that's where that's coming from. Hmm, now I can start meeting that child in me and give it a different story. So don't, you know, don't start rejecting that belief now and say it's stupid. <laughs> but use the information that I've given you as a way to start connecting with it and start seeing it. Ha, 
that's how you look at the world. Let me tell you, that's actually not how the world works. Connection and forming loving relationships with other people, like it happens in other ways. And maybe this belief that if you've carried this belief that being loved comes with physical attraction, if you carry that belief, then you might have kept that alive by meeting a lot of people that have a similar belief or that is operating from that. People that might try to find a partner that is very attractive and, and, and make that top of the list because that will cure their insecurity and say, see, I've gotten this really attractive, beautiful partner. Um, they look like something at the cover of a magazine and therefore I am worthy. So can you see how this pattern might have been manifesting itself out in the world and, and it, it seems like everyone wants an attractive person, but it's just kind of the bubble that you've been operating inside of, that you've been playing in because of the belief that you're carrying. But there's a different reality out there and there are people that are operating by other beliefs and forming connections in other ways. And when you start shifting this belief inside of you, you will start attracting other people into your life and you will start saying no to that old pattern. When it shows up in others, you're like, oh, I see. Yeah, this is how you think about it and this is how you look at it and that's fine. That's completely okay. But what I'm looking for is a partner that sees it this way. There is a world full of opportunities and expansion beyond this belief, okay? So yeah, that's covering some of that core belief that rejection of our physical body is often created from. And I just want to mention some of the consequences of directing this much negative attention onto our bodies. I want you to just like dream into that for a moment. Just if you've experienced being bullied or criticized growing up or even in, in adult years, right? Can you, can you feel like all that negative energy being directed towards you? And what does th that does with your body? Imagine that you would have a group of people just directing all this criticism, negative, uh, mean, harmful words towards you. And just standing and receiving that. And even if you wouldn't believe it, it's still like coming at you. That's the environment. That's the soil you're in. And now imagine that instead of these bullies being outside of you, they're inside. So they're alive in there and they're directing all this negative attention onto certain aspects or parts of your body. Whether that's the headache or the digestion issues. Or whether it's your nose, your belly, your legs, your boobs your penis, your vulva, whatever it is. So just take a moment and feel into where has there been a lot of negative attention directed in your physical body. And it might be through mean words, thoughts, messages. It might also be through a complete disconnection with that part 
kind of if you experience that kind of bullying that's pretending that you're invisible, pretending that you don't exist. Has there been something like that in your body, a part of your body that not just that you forgot about because we can do that, but because you don't really like it or because you think it's or learn that it's a little ooh, icky, maybe that's your genitals, right? Because a lot of sexual shaming or another part of your body because there's pain in it. You just want to forget about it. So you're completely disconnected from it. Like it doesn't receive any attention at all. So now there's another kind of bullying. You're pretending that it's invisible, that it's not there. And just as if you were imagining that negative attention coming from the outside, like what happens in your body? Contraction, right? Wanting to be invisible, to disappear from the earth. Or maybe there's just anger, frustration coming back, rebellion as a, as a reaction. So maybe there's a survival response here. Fight, like kind of getting stuck in that anger and anger at the world and anger at everything in your life and everything is so unfair. Or maybe there's more of a flight response of just wanting to get away, of wanting to be invisible and not wanting to be her. Or maybe it's more of a freeze procrastination, endless procrastination. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get out of this. Or a fawn response. Okay, I should start trying to make myself better and look better for other people. What's, like, what makeup should I be wearing? What uh, surgery should I be doing? Or, or whatever it is. It's kind of like pleasing that belief. And those messages, okay, yeah, okay, you say I look bad. Okay, let me try and look better. And that doesn't mean that wanting to make yourself beautiful and um, put makeup on needs to come from there, right? It can come in a complete celebration of, of, of beauty and feeling good. But again, like it's the motivation behind. Where is it coming from? The state behind the action. So consequences to directing this much negative energy on your body is like it doesn't thrive. Contraction, stagnation of energy is like not moving. Illness, physical illness. And you created this like hostile home, a place that you don't feel home in because you start thinking about, but my nose looks this way. So there's no way to like kind of relax and go at home and be in your body like your vessel in this lifetime because there's so much rejection about it. And like I mentioned that disconnection from your unconscious and from your feminine, like your unconscious lives in your body. So when you're not connected with it, when it cannot speak to you, it just stays hidden and keep you in the same loops. So if you wanted to change this, if you wanted, if you've now become aware of like, hmm, I might have been rejecting my physical body more than I was aware of, or maybe I was aware, but now I start to understand where it's coming from and the consequences of that. And that's not how I want to treat myself. I don't want to play by this rejection anymore. How would you go about starting to love 
your physical body. And again, I want to be very clear, that doesn't mean overriding. Oh, I actually hate this part of my body or, or a part of me actually hate this part of my body, but now I should be loving of it, but I don't really feel that way. So it's not about overriding, it's about allowing all of that to be there. The hatred, the rejection doesn't need to go away. It's just that you expand out into something greater so that they can both exist. The paradox. Okay, I'm loving the part that rejects. And I'm loving this part as well. There's love for it. When you shift out of identification, you will eventually arrive at a source that is so full of love. And it's not something that you have to come up with or dream up that love. It's just there. So it's more that you've been living identified with a lie. And when you start shifting out of that, you'll arrive in the truth of love. So loving your body is to feel your body. Which means also meeting with the pain to grow your capacity to feel discomfort and to feel pain and not run away from it. But to be there with it, whether that's emotional pain or physical pain, or the pain that has come from that belief of, I'm not lovable. Can you allow yourself to feel that? How did it feel to be bullied that way? How did it feel to be told that? Usually, when we grow up, that's so painful so that we turn away from that experience, right? But now, as you've grown up some, I promise you, you're ready to just feel that, to let that experience be felt like, oh my God, that hurt. It made me feel like I'm unworthy. <gasps> feel it. Feel the pain of rejection. That's part of life. But it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about your worth, your worth of love being loved. And so meeting with 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 the pain, meeting with the discomfort, meeting, feeling your body, feeling yourself. And another way of loving it is like put, putting, directing positive attention onto it. What is something that feels good in your body? Putting your attention there. Directing good thoughts and gratitude towards it. Your legs that are moving you every day. Your senses that allows you to experience the world through smells and sounds and visions, sights. What is things that are you're grateful about in your body? When you start looking, you'll that will expand. You will see so much more things. But when you're focusing on the things that are a problem, they will grow and it looks like there's only problems. The third thing is to, of course, to unidentify with the parts that are doing the rejection and see that they are also doing it for a reason. Start to understand that reason and meet their needs. Huh, you're doing this because you think this is the way for me to be loved. Huh, okay, now I understand the underlying need of what you're doing. You want me to feel loved. Well, we can solve that in other ways. So if we solve that problem, you don't have to direct this rejection towards this part of my body anymore. Your protection strategy is not needed anymore. Great. 
So unidentifying so that you can be the inner leader of all these parts that are doing their thing <laughs> automatically that they've been programmed to do and help them shift out of it. And the fourth thing that I want to mention about loving your body is to feed it. Instead of starving it, can you feed it what's good? Nutrition, pleasure, play, movement that is not obligatory, but also rest, laziness. <laughs> what are you putting into your body? Things that feels good, things that is nourishing it, or things that it doesn't get anything from that just feeds an addiction so this way of feeding yourself the good things. In the Fembodiment we, we program that was running this spring, we talked about feeding the feminine. This is exactly it, right? You need to feed it instead of starving it. How can you feed the body the good stuff? There's a lot more that could be said on this topic. Um, I could probably talk for hours about it because it's such a... Symbol also for other things in our life, how we treat our physical body. And I know this has been a huge journey for me. I used to reject my physical body for, for these reasons that I've, I've mentioned here. That I've formed this belief that to be loved is to for someone else to find you beautiful or attractive. And like this immature version of, of love in a way. And I rejected my body's in, in body in so many ways, both in, in appearance, but also since I, I was training to be a dancer and choreographer, and there's always something that could be better with the body, right? It could be stronger, it could be more flexible, it could look better, you know, whatever it was. So there was this constant rejection of my body going on inside of me, which um, eventually burned me out. I had a big burnout. Uh, from all that inner pressure and, and the feeling of like never being enough. So that's another consequence, complete burnout. So there's a lot more to be said about this, but I hope that this has given you like a good, like in-depth hmm, entry point into this topic. Uh, where you can start seeing the consequences and just this pattern of rejecting your body because it's so normalized also in our society. We see other people doing it and it's just like, oh, that's how we treat ourselves. But treating ourselves with that much rejection has a consequence. So maybe you've seen this quote, but it's a rebellious act to start liking and loving yourself. And that's exactly how I see it. And... In the beginning, it's going to take a rebellious act. It's going to start, it's going to feel um, new. It's going to feel like something you're not used to. And you're going to start to have, like, take these different actions and kind of a little bit nudge yourself into it, of doing it. And it will feel off, but it's so worth it because it will start shifting your inner world. And if you're like, oh, this is exactly what I need, I, I want to do this, um, I want to put my attention here, I want some guidance on this, then come to the levels of this workshop. Only $66, and if you, if you split it with up to two friends, it's $22 each. And after August 13, that price will go up. So 
Come get it now. If you can't be there live, all good. You can catch the recordings. I'll hope to see you next week in the levels of this workshop. I'd love to meet with all of you people that I know that are out there listening that maybe I haven't met in one of my programs. And I, of course, love all the people that have been in my programs. And just to reconnect with you. We're going to have such a beautiful journey next week in the workshop. I can't wait. And I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. And if this was helpful to you, I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.